rock and roll. Hey, I'm Andrew Luke, That's what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? So the point being is good golfers are fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between Here, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. Welcome in to another episode of Divots and Pizzits. I did it two weeks this is in a two row. Weeks in I a row. bungled the freaking intro. Welcome into Divots and Pivots. Uh, we got the You're in love. this week. That's what? what's got what's got that's what's got your brain all scrambled. There's a chick involved. You know there is, but <laughs> she stays off camera. <laughs> there is. My man. Nah, Get through we, the intro. Let's start this again. Come on, and three, two, one. Yeah. Welcome in, everybody, to another Tuesday, kicking off Tea Time Tuesday for Fantasy Sports Corporation. Uh, this is Divots and Pivots joining you, as always. And this week, we got the Open Championship. We got a lot to talk about, but we don't want to skimp out on what we've missed. Uh, oh, not what we've missed, but the big events of the last two weeks as well between uh, Ricky winning and then Rory winning. It's it's feeling like uh, the stars are aligning for some of these, uh, these big stars uh, finding the winner's circle again. I'm excited to see what they do this week across the pond. First and foremost, though, how are you, bud? How you doing? And that was a much better go around. But, you know, we're live, so everyone still heard the, the first fuck up. I'm proud of you. You you snap hooked your opening tee shot left out of bounds, and you stood up there and you piped your, your second ball down the middle. Attaboy. Or I took a uh, breakfast ball, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no breakfast balls at the open, man. And they're going to need them. If you did, if you haven't seen this course in the way they've mm-hmm. kind of tricked it up a little bit and I'm going to, yeah, tricked is fair because even some of the caddies are going, what is this shit? I love it. I can't wait to see what happens with the tight OB on, on, on 18 down the right side, this gimmicky little par three that seems to be in vogue right now with Matt, with major championships, uh, yeah. masters. I think their shortest par three is 158, like maybe 148 on, on a short, on a short day. Are they going to, are they going to move a tee box up just to be kind of in so the game? These- Part threes are going like way beyond just what the yardage is because the, the way they're set up outside of the yardage is difficult. Oh, well, it's fucking it's it's goofy golf at some point with some of the, the slopes and <laughs> angles they got. But they, they they there are targets and there's landing landing areas around there. But we're ahead of ourselves yeah. talking about the course already. You mentioned Ricky and Rory. <clears throat> now everybody knows Rory's coming off his uh his magnificent finish. If you missed it, you weren't alone. Yes. But at uh, the Scottish Open, but back in 2014, last time that we were at Royal Liverpool, let's remind everybody where it is, the uh, the, the Open Championship, part of its rota, which is just short for rotation. I don't know why they don't use yeah. it, the full word. It, you know, they've got a dozen it's or the same so reason why courses. people say cray for crazy because it's stupid. Yes. So they got about a dozen or so courses there around the, around uh, Scotland, Ireland, and England. And this week they are at Royal Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, last time it was here, 2014. Winner, Rory, runner-up, Ricky Fowler. So things, maybe maybe the stars are aligning, uh, but after watching some of these interviews this week, you're reminded of just how many guys out there who genuinely you wouldn't be shocked 
if they want. I don't think, you know, there are definitely some favorites, but for every Rory, I'll up you a, or I'll raise you a Scotty Scheffler, who is just yep. another top 12 finish. You know, he's on fire and, uh, you know, John Rahm, all it takes is, you know, for him to get his feel down and things go, go haywire. And then we got, you know, major Brooksy showing up cam Smith, defending, defending champ, just coming off a win in London a couple weeks ago on the live tour. So his game's in good shape. And we know that whatever freaking tour you're on, when it gets to the major time, this is when the cream rises to the top. So yes. it's, it's, it's one of my personal favorite cause we get breakfast golf. Yes, uh, I think, I, I think that's, so that's one of the things that I love most about it, but the the overall just the the feeling in the air this this feels like it's going to be a special open um i'm leery because the weather might soften this course and make it a little softer than they intended it's not going to be burnt out like it was before you might see some old images old like 10 years ago or whatever it was yeah um, I've, I've seen the ones you're talking about yes. where it's like browned out mm -hmm. but we're not going to see that this week so yeah well, you, guys, if, you have guys anything, putting from like 137 feet away because well, you're going to see that anyways. It's, it's an open, but I, I well, want sure, them. Yeah. I, I want them putting from 137, but having it feel like 237. I want some wind. This is my favorite thing about the Open Championship. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and re, we'll we'll rewind to last week because that's that's first on the rundown anyways. Scottish Open recap. Rory with that finish. Everybody talks about you know they're talking about his two iron from 205. You know into the wind, side hill, first cut a rough, and he just pipes it in there to 10 feet, totally erasing. Bobby McIntyre, the hometown hero, the you know, know the Scotsman, about to be the first one to win his native tournament and got a couple generation maybe, and which has he, been a, a which that has been like a, a storyline so far this year with the with these national opens. You know, it happened with the RBC Canadian and it just happened on the DP World Tour, uh, and, and for the Danish Open as well. Like that wouldn't have shocked me if Robbie McIntyre came through there. And like, Wyndham Clark and Wyndham Clark bringing home the Wyndham Clark bringing home the U.S. Open. You make a good point there. Yeah. But if you missed it, Bobby McIntyre had the round of his life, and uh, on 18 just snap hooks his drive basically into this yep. thick shit rough <clears throat> that uh, and then then pulls out like a, a hybrid or a, or you know maybe a seven wood or a five wood, and puts it up there to four feet birdies to take the lead. It was crazy because then you got Rory who on the easiest par five they got on the 16th, on the sixteenth. He pars it. And if a guy like Rory with conditions like that, that was playing as a, as a par 3.5, maybe even yeah. par four. Uh, so it was, you know, he, he even admitted to himself at that point, he really just needed to get into the clubhouse to try to somehow, some way get a birdie out of these last two holes. And he ends up birdieing them both. Uh, did yeah. you watch it? Uh, I, I wasn't able to catch the actual live coverage, but I, I was getting, nobody was. Nobody I was, was doing the whole on my phone refresh, 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 and with the scorecards, I'm trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Oh uh, yeah, but I, was, I did uh, find the I did find the coverage for the Genesis Scottish Open very I, tough. It, even yeah, but but even with the even on ESPN Plus, which has been pretty spot on and and, and clutch when it comes to these uh, these golf tournaments this year, um, even them they had all their their groupings listed and half of them weren't live anymore and it was all messed up it was confusing trying to find the live coverage it, it was a bit of a mess this week well here's my theory on that they're across the pond as you so aptly stated before they're not over it <laughs> they're somewhere over the rainbow across the pond but i i think it's just we're not used to this whatever sky sports uh, camera feed that they're using, mm -hmm. right? I mean, this is probably not the CBS team over there. It's you know True. whoever's over there, and they're they're on site live. So, 
uh, get used to it. Weird, weird camera angles. I love the, uh, the commentary over there though. Uh, yeah. things are useful or, you know, there's the Lee Trevino touch of class. Uh, you're going to hear some quirky shit this week. Speaking of, you said it was tea time. And did you see the tailor-made ad with, uh, Tommy Fleetwood in his little sweater having tea time with like a, these flowery, Oh, I didn't see the ad. I, I saw plenty everywhere. videos and pictures of him and his cardigans all weekend last weekend, but I haven't seen the ad. I hope he wins just because I love me some <laughs> fairway Jesus. Uh, my model does too. No, it, uh, it, it's fun. It's I, I, I'm a, I'm a whore for marketing and I always like to see what kind of gimmicky shit they pull up, you know, these different brands, you know, TaylorMade's been doing a wonderful job with theming their, uh, their major, you know, their major players during major weeks. Yeah. So that's that's a little side story to watch. And then you get the shoe game online for all the sneaker heads out there. You know, all the the custom Jordans get sent to these guys and that kind of shit. Well, Saw DJ seen, just got some custom. Have uh, you seen the pictures? The pictures of the custom Foot Joys uh, that they they rolled out to their play the, the their sponsor. No, I haven't been down thing. that rabbit hole. But foot, you know, I, shouts to Foot Joy. They do a good yeah. job too. They they try to keep it classy and almost old school in certain regards. I know JT is a big fan of those. Yeah, uh, well, so the, they, the classic they, look. They went with that classic look as far as like mostly white and just the the big stripe. You know, not okay. not even stripe, but the big section coming down. Uh, but that big section coming down that's usually brown. They literally put like a very short, but textured like fairway grass on it basically it's what it looks like it looks it looks like that's what it feels like sounds like shower shoes did you also did you see steph curry dropping threes to win the uh that you the know what american century classic fantastic he has done what tony romo has been dreaming of for like 10 15 years tony's won that turn <laughs> I, I hate to bust your bubble i think tony's won that tournament oh did he actually times. win that okay, oh i didn't yeah. think he ever Tell, won it so okay this is a great this is a great because he is a point. fantastic golfer too and he's better than Steph. I mean, Tony is, you know, he's probably the closest that could not could cross over. I mean, Marty Fish, the tennis player, he's up there too. They, yeah. you know, and they have that professional. Same with Steph, I guess. I mean, he's he's at that level now too. Yeah. But uh, it was also a Stableford scoring, which kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Oh, I'm not really familiar with Stableford. Okay. They, for that for that tournament, they use Stableford. Uh, I think the Barracuda on the PGA Tour, which is about to get probably nixed in the the merge, the upcoming merger and reshuffling mm-hmm. of schedule. They use it as well. For those not familiar, it's just a point system. Instead of just looking at your score, you get a certain number of points yeah. uh, for, you know, you get like one point for a bogey, two for a par, four birdie, you know, eight eagle or three birdie, six eagle, like they did this week. And Steph needed an eagle on the 18th and he dropped a three and he ran around arms flying. That Hell said, every, and I love, I love this tournament every year because it always brings up the, the question could, could these guys compete? Like, I mean, could they? No. They can't. I mean, that's the thing because they're not going to be able to dedicate the time that the pros do dedicate. No, just I mean, like, I, I, just like I any mean, of these guys, if they can shoot a basketball great and play, you know, great pickup games, they can't dedicate the time it takes to be a pro in basketball. Yeah, and they and, and, and whenever they're asked those questions, a lot of them, almost all of them, you know, Steph, Tony, John Smoltz, they'll mm-hmm. admit, like you know, it's just the like you just said, we're not experts in this. We're good at it, you know, we're damn good at it. They're experts, just like we were. We are experts in our own sport, and uh, there's yeah. other people out there who can, you know, who can, th- you know, throw it, throw a sick, sick, crisp bounce pass at a Y league, but you know, maybe make a few threes here and there. But it's just it's a different game, but I enjoy that tournament because it's fun to see Travis Kelsey out there crushing beers. Um, yeah. That's in, and, and to <clears throat> me, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple more of those. 
uh, on the calendar. Yeah. Maybe like a nice, maybe they just, I mean, there are celebrity tournaments all, almost all the time. I mean, the LPGA has a couple, mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am won this year by Justin Rose. Look out for yeah. him at 8K. The, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, they're, with my, they're with my the bell in. <laughs> but I think that's the kind of entertainment that, that they're trying to recreate with the TGL and any, any, any future kind of gimmicky team shit. This is what they tried to do with live something that'll yeah. take the exact same product, repackage it, redeliver it. And, you know, and see how they like it. I think they're going to get it too, because these guys will be mic'd up. They'll be talking shit to one another. Um, I'm still curious how it all works with these cities and these teams, right? LA's got a team. Yeah. Austin's got a team. So is i mean are they actually trying to kind of take that that live model of team golf and to get you know and, and run with it in an indoor arena yeah that's um i i have no clues we both have no clue because i am also waiting for those types of details to come out because i'm curious um about how that's i i just can't see them there's so many i have so many questions about it about the logistics of how that would work city to city, what arenas they would use, what oh, size shit. arenas These guys they travel need, all like, the time anyways. What well yeah, no, but more so about like the actual logistics of getting it set up and like what does like to what level like what what does it take to get these these indoor golf arenas set up? Like what are they gonna look like? Is uh, it literally just gonna be a stage with a massive simulator screen or is it gonna be more like the concept drawings we saw when this was first announced where it literally looks like a section of a golf course with like fake bunkers and shit. Like, you know what I mean? I like, think it's going to be that. I, I think it's going to be that with like an IMAX screen behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, honestly. that's what I would hope it's going to be. If you're asking people to come in and pay for that experience of watching someone play simulated golf, you, you got to give them a little more than just looking at a screen. Yeah. That's what I don't, I'll tune in at first. Yeah. But you just nailed it. Watching people play simulator golf. Eh, I mean, I, I, I don't, it doesn't do it. doesn't do it for me. It, it will if they have at least a little bit of live short game. I I'm, I'm a sucker for short games too. Like, like I, I can yeah. sit there and watch people chip and putt and go out and chip and putt for just hours on end. Um, famously, Tiger had a story where when he was a kid, uh, his dad would give him like a quarter or something to, you know, for a phone call or like a soda or, you know, soda and a snack or whatnot. And yeah. uh, one day on the ride home, he hears some jingling in his pocket and he asked Tiger, you know, he was like, he was, he was betting people on the putting green because he was betting quarters. <laughs> Yeah. And his dad made him promise not to bet quarters anymore. And so Tiger goes back and he starts betting for dollars. And like at that age to have that kind of chutzpah and, you know, yeah. competitive drive, I think we See, but that's going to be different. That's the type of stuff that I think they will need to, to make it interesting and keep people beyond just that first kind of viewing experiences. If they lean into the mic'd up value, like you mentioned, of where we're going to hear the trash talk and hear the joking around, like, People will will tune in to hear that if there's less com less from the commentators and more audio back and forth talking from the players, people will stick around and listen to that. I also think they I think they need to really go in the betting angle with this because this is the crowd that they're aiming towards with this whole indoor simulator, this new experience that is prime for the new age of betting right now. Like, can, okay, just just hear me out here. This how cool would this be if at some point they one of the play like they have the player you know tiger woods sits there and goes okay the bet the bet of the of the next hole is whatever like you know whether it's a score whether it's who hits it close or whatever the players pick the best that put out there and then it's like Got a it. flash it's like yes. a flash opening of like I 10 minutes of like they partner with DraftKings. it's like a 10 minute flash bet 
what people can bet one way or the other. You, you know how many I people did. would dive all over that just throwing I'd a be, buck at it here and there? I'd be all over it. I, I think that's because they already are doing that with uh, the match. These Capital One, the match. Yeah, you know, they'll be like, exactly. They'll have certain challenges or certain, you know, certain holes where they can be like, all right, hundred thousand dollars close to the pin. Like, all right, let's do yes. it. You know, they've been doing that, and and you are right. That does. That's the added element. Uh, you know, the added element of competition that that you need to make it interesting. And who knows? Maybe it's not traditional golf. Even maybe it's like it's like target games and shit. I mean, if you if you ever played EA Sports Tiger Woods, Tiger Woo, it was great. I think the Masters uh, year that was the last time I, I like bought it for any device yeah. and played it and would play it just for hours on end. Just it was I was I dorked out. But anyway. They had certain, you know, driving range games basically on there, or like you'd be in a warehouse and you're trying to knock shit off. I remember the, the warehouse one. <laughs> yeah, I and do so, remember I mean, that one. I I could see I could see that coming in. Yeah, I could too. Well, and like I said, I think that's the type of stuff that they're gonna have to do to to keep those viewers interested. And it's I'm sorry, but the way the world right now when it comes to sports and fan interaction and, and entertainment is oh we're degenerate gamblers. It's bet it's betting. It's yeah. betting is just the way it is right now. So there's the if they find a way to blend that in in a different way to where the bets are coming from the players miles and then people have an opportunity to, to, to place those bets. It's gonna just be I, I don't see how they wouldn't make a ton of money off of it. All right, before we go any further, truth gun to your head. Speaking of bets, if you had to pick a winner this week, I know we're going to go through our picks and our tiers later, but if you had to pick mm -hmm. a winner this week, who's winning right now? Because I'm watching, watching, uh, <coughs> I, I, I DVR'd live from the open, so I've got it on in the background right now. Yep. John Ross having his presser, and I know, and, and I've got my, my, my mental, you know, pick for winner. Uh, but who, who do you got? Uh, Just picking one. I'm not talking about for like value yeah. or leverage. Oh no, no, no. I'm not thinking value or right no. But the the guy that I'm kind of hitching my wagon to as the potential winner, just in the golf world sense. Right. Um, I think Xander's going to take this one this week. I I could see it. I got. Uh, I like. I, I like it. He, he's always kind of when it comes to this tournament. He's always kind of right around. He's in that that top fifteen, top twenty, top thirty area. Um. The, the, the his style of game just fits this type of course it fits uh, he can play in the weather if it gets windy um and hell if it gets soft he's going to be able to attack i mean they're all going to be able to attack but he's one of those elite approach game players where the, the game's going to become a lot easier for him it's i don't the, disagree with that a, a few things can fall right that just kind of give him the best path in my opinion i don't disagree with that um also ricky I, I, I would just, love to see. I would love to see that. I love it. I think. I, I think he's maybe. I don't know if it was lack of discipline or whatever when he in 2014 when he was runner up every time. That's not fair to say. You know, maybe he's wiser. No, maybe the scar tissue is just there. And after what yeah. happened at the U.S. Open, he's looking for redemption. Plus, my model likes him. So I think. Yeah, uh, I, 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 was, I was walking into tonight, going. I mean, shit, Rory. How, how do you bet against Rory? But you could say that about John Rahm. You could say that about Scotty for the different reasons. Like you said, Xander Shoffley, because this is a ball striker's course. Lynx golf, especially yep. if the weather picks up, is you have to be creative. You can't just be walking in there with your stock yardages, and you have to be able to be, you know. I'm shocked that a guy like Bubba Watson hasn't won a mm -hmm. uh, an Open, you know, but that's the kind of mentality you have to. And there, I was listening to somebody earlier this week talk about, 
uh, Rory. And maybe that's what, that's why he played so well at the Scottish open was because of the elements and it kind of breaks you down and makes mm -hmm. you just kind of, you know, in football, they'd be like, Oh, he, he looks like he's just out there playing backyard ball with his buddies. Right. Like that's how yep. natural that's what, it, you know, and they have to get creative. And again, a two iron from two Oh five, Rory could hit a two iron, probably three twenty five off a tee if he wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, and so for him to be able to take that much club from that distance and trust the wind, his instincts, his touch, his feel and have it kind of, you know, and have it all work out. How do you bet against him? And I think my model is the only reason and sheer pride is the, is the reason I think the it would also yeah. be poetic justice if it was inverted with the kind of Ricky Rory finish. Yeah. And we'll get, and we'll get more into the models and a little bit, but Rory does he ranks out number one on my model this week. It's it's hard not for him to, for all the reasons you just said. Uh, you you hinted to it a little bit earlier, and we will get more into it earlier. But like for all the reasons you just said, it also feels like a week where Justin Rose is going to do very good. And I do think it's a week where Keegan Bradley does good. I don't think Keegan Bradley wins it, but he seems to have found that edge back to him to where, like you said, he can go out there, feel confident on making some different style of shots to – to get around this course. Wouldn't so, that be something to, for a guy like Keegs to get his, you know, he, he won, uh, he because his, his major came right out the gates. It was his second win yes. in his career. It, you know, that was early. So wouldn't that be something to see him kind of solidify his spot on this year's Ryder cup? This is, all the true. guys we just mentioned between Ricky and Justin Rose and, um, and uh, Keegan, if any one of the, I would be easily cheering for any of those guys if they were close to winning come Sunday. Like I would want to see that happen because they all have the storylines, uh, different storylines, but the storylines to back up you cheering for them. And I love it. I love it. The I absolutely. stories. All right, so we are. I guess we've already moved into the open portion of this of this program. Royal. Royal well, if we're, if we're gonna if we're gonna dive full into Royal Liverpool right now, let's uh, quickly take a, a a sponsor break. Uh, hear a little bit from Underdog, and then we will dedicate the next 40 minutes un, un, uninterrupted oh. commercial-free uh, with all the information you need for the Open Championship. We will be right back. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. That a girl gingerbread make the trip over across the pond. And I'm gonna say it as many times as I can after last week. Uh, gingerbread, join us for the open. Let's get into it. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue, sir, with the intro to no, Royal that Liverpool. was it. I, I'm not in the mood anymore. No, Royal <laughs> Liverpool is where we are this year. It's hosted, I want to say this is like the 12th time that it's hosted. There's only four other courses that have hosted it more. However, most of their uh, hosting was done during the early half of the 20th century. This is only the third time uh, since 1966 or 67, somewhere in there. This is only the third time in that span that it's been here. But as we said earlier, there's a couple of, a couple of things to keep an eye on. 
uh, especially it's this finish. We we have almost mm-hmm. a uh, uh, somebody heard somebody compared it to the players earlier. You know, in that that kind of 16, 17, 18, the way they have this set up, there is no guarantees. And real quick aside, since we're talking about the open. Uh, happy anniversary, Jean Vandeveld, 1999 Open Championship, 72nd hole. Homeboy needs a six or better on the par four 18th. He goes nice. right. He goes off the stands, in the water, in the bunker, up and down, triple bogey, blows his lead, loses in a playoff to Paul Lowry, and we never hear from him again. Now, he won He won somewhere over in Europe in, like, 2006, but he was yeah. also in the, uh, in the running for the French Open later in his career, 72nd hole, choked again. So, shouts to that guy. And I actually, sh- choked is nice. irresponsible and inappropriate for me to say because homeboy was there, but – John Vandeveld. I was at a golf course outside of Detroit. I was up there for my cousin's wedding and uh, we, we were in the clubhouse waiting to tee off. And when he got to the 72nd hole, three shot lead, you know, we had to go to the, go to the tee box. And we were driving past the starters, uh, this little starter shed and he's got the TV on in there. And that's when we saw John Vandeveld, that famous picture of him standing in the burn with his, his knickers pulled up. But yeah. uh, so RIP John Vandeveld, but Royal Liverpool, that was at Carnoustie. Tigers won here. Big names mm-hmm. have won here. Um, the the whole idea of having having a, a links golf course this close, or the game of golf this close to Liverpool and associated with Liverpool, which is kind of in the heart of the industrial revolution. I mean, the industrial revolution started over there with with play and, and, and really blossomed with towns like Liverpool. So I just yeah. always found it ironic that we have a golf course there, but I guess some prince used it as his own club back in the day. Any way <laughs> it's uh i mean what, what what is there to know about it it's a links style golf course <coughs> par 71 because they did convert a par 5 to a par 4 talked about mm-hmm. this customized or they're calling it i want to say little i uh, 137 yard par 3 goes a, not not uphill so much but it, ha, it goes in the direction of the the irish sea so there's almost they call it they're calling it an infinity sure. green and they say it's you know it's tough to gauge <coughs> engage distance visually and get a feel for it because of that drop off in the background and with the wind potential people could be hitting anywhere from wedge to like i've heard five iron and yeah, which is which is ridiculous yards. range oh. of clubs like that's unreal and so you got that hole on 16 17 and then earlier i alluded to it 18 if you haven't done it yet go google 18 you know 18 royal liverpool and you'll see they've got out of bounds. So in 2014 and before that, above it right now. this this off. this par five finishing hole was you know it's a par five. So if the wind's not in your favor, you know it's gonna be tough to hit it to it anyway. But um, you know you can you can get away with missing right in this tall fescue and just hack it back out in the fairway and still have an approach, you know, for your third. They've taken the OB, the OB line and they've moved it all the way to about four or five paces off the fairway. You you've got maybe ten yards. Uh, Hold on, I'm, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, seven, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna share a picture here. I just I'm curious if I have the right one. Once I uh, and you got about seven yards there, so these guys are gonna have to be making decisions on do they want to try to you know cut the corner, which is gonna be going over out of bounds, which isn't unheard of. I mean, these guys are professionals, but these tee shots are gonna get kind of dicey because that's that's where a miss right could mean two strokes. Yeah, is it this yeah, one here? Look at that. That's yeah. It. Look at how right close there. that. That's ridiculously close. That's nuts. And so if you go, there, if, you were, if you were able to go ahead about seventy yards, and then you, it opens up to the right, obviously going into that finish of the sure uh, the, the the classic kind of bowl with the big yellow scoreboard for the for the open finish. 
that used to be just kind of blasted out there. And if you, you know, if you get lucky or if you miss right, you're fine. No, that's out of bounds now. So it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see what these, you know, some of these final round jitters we saw. Mito How far did out. you say it is to that bend? To from, that, where, to right from, where, from where that camera was taken. Or from that, from that, from where that, like from, the, from the T box to the, to, the dog. Bend, to the, to the, to the bend. Ah, shit. I don't know off the top of my it's head. Probably, it's probably saying. way too long for them to anyone to get crazy and try to cut the corner, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, that's okay. why and that's why it's going to be an interesting par five for a finishing hole. Anyway, the uh, I'm I'm looking forward to people who can putt and people who can scramble. That's what I'm looking forward to mm. this week. And I would say uh, my my key three since we're into it a little bit. Yeah, and then I'll th- then I'll pass the talking stick. Uh, is going to be strokes gained putting as it always is, kind of most weeks, but especially in a champion uh, or a major championship week. Uh, strokes gain ball striking. And I've explained that before because it takes approach and off the tee and just combine them. So I like that little, you know, two for one right mm-hmm. there. And it's cliche, but it's true. It's a ball strikers, you know, golf tournament. You have to be on top of your game and in control of your, you have to be able to golf your ball as they would say. Yeah. Uh, Uh-oh. And then, sorry, I said it earlier, around the green, scrambling, basically. So strokes gained yeah. around the green. There's my third. Uh, because whether no matter how much you are in control, unless you are having a Tiger-like performance, which if you have never seen it, go back, find it on YouTube. They've got all, all you know all these major championship rounds. You can watch them condensed into like 15 minutes. It's it's worth the watch. He he hit one driver, I think, like the entire week. And he he just walked around that place, owned it, pretty hardcore mm-hmm. and then walked away with his uh i think third claret jug he had won saint andrews twice before that so there you have it ball striking putting and around the green i don't think length gets you much this this week it's much more about just control uh yeah so i'm actually now just live gonna change one of mine because i've been up in the i couldn't really decide on what my fifth one was uh, and i don't oh, need God, to if you're letting me influence you you have gone no no like because you, you actually said two there that i was was part of the, the like two of the other i had three that i was going between that i just couldn't decide you did, said the did other you really two. have three or yes. three out of oh really no okay. i had that i was trying to decide between and it was i was trying to decide between uh to the four that you already have okay. i was trying to decide between strokes game ball striking opportunities gained and, and strokes gained scrambling um and i already have I like strokes gained approach. gained huh I like opportunities gained because, it, again, if the conditions are brutal, it's going to be who who is on top of their game, which in those yeah. conditions translates to converting opportunities. Well, and even if the condition – and so I went with opportunities gained, and maybe I'll talk myself back into it here because the reason I went with opportunities gained is, like you said, if the weather does make this a bit softer than they plan, this course is a bit softer than they planned – opportunities gained is also going to come very much in play because if, if they can stick it close um, and put themselves in position, that means a lot more when the course is softer and more gettable. So, you know what? I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my, my, my original five, which is uh, strokes gained putting strokes gained approach. As always, um, I just said opportunities gained. So that's the, that's the third one there. Uh, and then I went with uh, par fours four fifty to 500 and then I went with strokes gained par three as my other one. And I did this because the top three hardest holes on this course are all, are three of the four par threes. Um, and like you alluded to there, 
there's at least one where they, they might get a little crazy following the kind of trend of the, the tour so far this year uh, as far as distance goes. But as I was watching videos and pictures uh, of these holes earlier today, because uh, I had a day off, so I had time to do a bunch of really geeky research. Um, what what I was seeing is these greens are are freaking treacherous. It looks like they uh, are. It's 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 zany golf. Yeah, it's it looks. But so like here here's the thing. Like so the way they're shaped is similar to like a St Andrews. Like when we think of links, Euro, European links golf, we think St Andrews. Uh, like so, as far as the way they undulate and, and the way they move and flow, like it's similar to St Andrews, but but these are like maybe an eighth of the size of the St Andrews greens. Like these greens look a lot smaller, uh, and and like so, I that's why we I I really want to focus on the guys who can put themselves in position to maybe take advantage of a lucky break. So well, those are my the, the greens at St Andrews are also fucking massive. They're acres large. They're huge. Yeah, double greens, but. Uh, your point, your point's valid. It, it it is intimidating as shit, and it's just different than what we're used to seeing on on this side of the pond. Uh, yes. the, the the course setup this year, it, it it'll be fun to watch a kid named Matthew Jordan. If you didn't see his story yet, he's a he's a member of he's a member of this course. His dad was, his grandfather was. Uh, he's a professional golfer. He's a young professional golfer, and he qualified through local qualifying for the Open at his home course, and he is going to be hitting the first tee shot at the ass crack of dawn on Thursday. Uh, by the way, to watch – they, they are making it super easy to watch, though, and that's what I like, which is yeah. if you do have Peacock, the streaming service, you can pick it up live from the opening tee shot, kind of like when you – kind of like ESPN Plus with PGA Tour. But start starting at 4 a.m., on all days, it's going to be on USA, and then it's going to switch over to NBC at some point in the morning. Like well, and if I remember correctly, the Open Championship is very similar to the way the Masters has it, because the Masters is the most viewable with the way they they have the whole website. And you can watch it on the website. If I remember correctly, doesn't the Open Championship also have a website where you can watch it on there as well, like right from the start, twenty four seven, all day long, with different feeds. Yeah, Maybe I'm actually on. The, I'm, I, I'm on. The, I'm on that page right now. And, okay, I was yeah, gonna say they, I thought they, I remember that last year and thinking like, damn, this is all, once again like these another major championship that is extremely accessible to watch. Yeah, the although, sorry, I got lost. So yeah, Matthew Jordan's <laughs> gonna lead things off. I don't, you know, I'm outside of that. That's the last time you're gonna probably hear his name. Uh, but it's yeah. kind of a cool story. It is an honor. To, to do that and for him to be doing it at his home course is uh, yeah, and just to say special. that he played in it like this just own it just have fun with this will it, be right? his second open he missed the cut last year uh let's so we've talked about the course a little bit although there's not like it's it's the open i mean it's not like there's a ton of local you know local knowledge or you know again you have to you have to be able to control your ball so ball striking you know yeah. rolling the rock and i mean these, like you said earlier, you're going to see some 125, 130 foot putts. Hell, you might see some 100 yard putts if they're downhill, downwind, because this is Lynx golf. Uh, and I, I, yeah. I love watching the guys in the pot bunkers too, trying to get it up. Eight so, feet and that's vertical. the thing I was just going to, because the one, one of the stats that you will notice if you're, if you're on fantasynational.com and you're taking a look at some of the different course breakdown stuff, one of the stats you're going to notice is that um, at, at this course specifically, but in, in reality, all link style courses, driving accuracy is going to be up um, and it has historically been up at a course like this and this course specifically than the average tour event, meaning 
that these guys have an easier time hitting the fairway. Um, but it's not necessarily – it really just means that there's less vertical obstacles. There's, there's, there's obstacles on the course like you're referring to. There's a ton of pot bunkers, and the bunkers are, are challenging because of that. But you, you obviously have less trees. That's that's the whole point of Lance Golf. So to be able to, to really open it up on these tee boxes, you're going to be able to find fairways or shorter grass that's basically a fairway. Uh, so driving accuracy is something that is is higher here than your average tour event, but that does not mean danger doesn't loom around every corner with every shot. Because those those fucking pot bunkers are like I'm sure these guys have nightmares about them. Looms the looms. All right. We ready for some picks here? Are we? Are you got any I more tidbits? So. No, I think it's. I think it's time. I just realized I had to highlight a couple guys in my model that I was. I made notes for, but I didn't actually highlight. I was going to skip right over them because I'm derped out. I'm <clears> geeked <throat> out. It is the open. It is major it is. golf. I won't sleep for. Well, actually, I'll just be up at the ass crack and on for the next few days. But let's be honest, I've got well, a toddler. That's my let's life anyway. Get, let's get into it then, because look, we have the rare, and I'm going to clump these two price ranges together just for the sake of time here and it just makes sense but we have the rare 12k plus player in scotty Scheffler this week doesn't typically happen uh but we have three guys actually priced over 11k this week in john rom rory mcelroy and scotty Scheffler. and look all three of them rank out top 20 in my model for all the reasons they should uh scotty Scheffler is on fire rory mcelroy uh Rory McIlroy is on fire, coming off a win. And John Rahm is maybe not as on fire as those other two, but let's not forget who John Rahm is and what he did earlier this season. And And then, like you said, we got Cam Smith coming off a win in London, Brooksy in a major, and then in the way he's been playing majors this year, and then your boy Xander. So the, and then Victor Hobbs. So much meat. There's so much meat, 10K and above here. And that's why I really the I have Cam Smith highlighted mostly because of the only real kind of you can even if you want to call it leverage uh, at that price, but that's the only one that is not going to be too 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 chalky at nine percent. Uh, and I think you can get some value there because he's going to be overlooked. He's going to be an overlooked live player, and that's going to be a little bit of a theme well, of mine. So, so I don't that's know why- if I'm going to play, any, play anybody. <coughs> sorry, I don't know if I'm going to play play anybody up, up top that high because of the price. Yeah, but if I'm picking somebody out of there for that reason, it's going to be Cam Smith. Yeah, you got to find an ownership leverage. And actually, so Cam Smith projected between nine and ten percent. John Rom between eleven and twelve percent, and my boy Xander between between ten and eleven percent projected ownership. Uh, for this price range, considering the meat of the guys that are around them, like that's pretty fantastic value, value right there. I will take that, which is why uh, I not only am picking Xander to win because I think he he has a very good chance of winning, but he's also one of my favorite DFS plays up here. He ranks up second in my model. He's at the bottom of this higher end range at 10,100, and he's around 10.6% projected ownership. He's made 18 of 19 cuts. Uh, he just finished T42 uh, this past week at the Scottish Open, and last year he finished T15 at the Open Championship. So Xander Schauff, like I said, Xander feels like he could win this this week, and I'm going to ride him into my DFS lineup as well. You ride Xander, ride. X is gonna, <laughs> X ain't giving it to you. Andrew's giving it to X. Um, 
All right. Okay. That's okay. Okay. That's, that's great. Love, love that you love that you love you some, some Xander. Let's get into the nine K range because this is where yes. my model popped and my number one and two yes. guys back to back are in this nine K range. And I already, I already tipped my hand earlier in Ricky Fowler, 9,800 ranked first. I actually, I didn't even look at what's his own projected ownership, 16%, Ricky, whatever. Yeah. Like 16, yeah. 17. But He's if, so, such a popular name right now. But if, but again, if you think you're, if you think he's going to win, then we don't mm-hmm. shy away just because other people think that too. You're going to have to eat some chalk and I'm probably going to eat some chalk in the nine K range. Cause Tommy Fleetwood come on down. You're the next contestant on Bud's model of who's going to win the open championship. I like and Fleetwood too. A couple of missed cuts lately, but overall he has been trending in that direction. So uh, if you and, look at the, at the cuts that he missed us. though, like look at the cuts he missed the travelers. I doubt he really got up for that. One. You know what I mean? Like that seems like more of a paycheck. Yeah, that's why I, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me. Like, but that, and I lost my headphones there for a second. So bear with me. I hope you can still hear me. Yeah, no, um, we can hear you. you but hear he, he goes around and gets a T6 this past week at the, the Scottish yeah. Open uh, and T3 at RBC Can- Canadian and uh, T12 at the Memorial. And T5, uh, no, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong fucking person. Sorry. T5 right. at the U.S. Open and second at the RBC Canadian. So, I mean, I look yeah. at the tournaments that he missed those cuts, and it just seems like there are weeks that he just kind of he showed up and whatever happened, happened. So I like me some Tommy Fleetwood this week as well. I'm there with you. Who else you got in the 9K that you kind of are, are flirting with? Uh, so here's the thing. One of my favorite 9K plays, and I won't lie, it's a lot of it is hindering because of his ownership. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick coming coming off the miscut, 9,500, but under 5% owned. People are scared to play him right now coming off that miscut, coming off the T49 before that at the Travelers. But he had three straight T20 uh, top 20s uh, leading into that, including at the U.S. Open. And I'm sorry, I find it very hard to believe that Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to miss two straight cuts in the U.K. I I find that hard. You to you're talking now. You're talking like me, and I like it. I well, was giving think, well, think because think about this last week where he missed the cut at the Scottish Open. Not only was he kind of back home, I'm sure he he felt he was kind of feeling out the comfort level there, but his brother was playing too. And he alluded, like he made a big deal about that. He alluded to that. And and so I think there was a lot more off the golf course that was kind of in his head there as well. I think this is the week where I think he, he turns it around. If I can get him at under 5%, I'm playing him in every single lineup I build this week. Um, I agree. He won earlier this year at the Heritage. He was top, he finished ninth at the Memorial, 17th at the U.S. Open. And he's he's gaining 4.2 strokes on the field over the last five rounds. So yeah. I mean, or last five tournaments, excuse me. So he's trending in that direction. He's flying under the radar. You might have convinced me because he's 12th in my model, and I did see that leverage. But I I did the assumption of oh that's because he's probably not. I just I had didn't I hadn't done my homework. I didn't even go to the next page of the book. I just <laughs> explained why you should be giving Matt Fitzpatrick some looks. And he's probably going to get some looks from me as well. Uh, yeah. Somebody who's high in my model, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the cheese on him is Tyrrell. Uh, you know, I love me some Tyrrell yeah. hat. And, so uh, I did. And, so, okay. I'm curious. I want to know what is it about Tyrrell that you don't like? Cause then I want to say what I don't like and see if we're on the same page. I just Tommy and Ricky, uh, excuse me, fairway Jesus and Ricky Fowler rank higher in my model one and two. And I think just, 
I got to spread it out a little bit. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, there's really no rationale for me not because his, his last five tournaments, he's gaining 8.7 strokes on the field. We're talking six at the Genesis 27th at the U S open third at the RBC Canadian 12th at the Memorial 15th PGA fifth, 18 T Byron Nelson third Wells. I mean, he's been knocking. <coughs> I just, I don't know. It's one of those, it's a gut, it's a gut check for me. Uh, however, did you see where Colin Morikawa said that this opening threesome with him, Tyrrell, and Max Homa is his "quote unquote" dream threesome? He's like, "Well, oh, it's got, honestly, wrong. it's I don't it's blame his, him. It, that that sounds like a fantastic day on the course, if you ask me." Well, he's like, he's like him and Max have become close. You know, both Cal guys and everything yeah. they've become super close. He's like, he's a good friend of mine. He's like, and Tyrrell is the most entertaining guy to play with. Yeah. He's like he wears it on his sleeve, but he doesn't do it in a disrespectful manner. Like he no, that's, doesn't, a, he doesn't that's a group I'll game. be watching. I'll be watching ah. that group for the entertainment factor for sure. Also okay, here's, here's why I don't like Tiro. Here's why I don't like Tiro this also week. Also known as Collins threesome. Go ahead. Because Tiro for me, yeah, sure. He ranks out fifth in my model. Yeah. Finished T six this past week at the Scott at the Scottish Open. Uh, 9,400, under fifteen percent ownership, eighteen of nineteen cuts this year. Like everything says, okay, yeah, sure play him i can't get the final five holes of the scottish open out of my head from this past week where he absolutely choked so hard he had the lead and from the way everyone else was playing from the way it was lining up it it felt like oh shit okay tiro's gonna win good for him next thing i know the man's nine under and freaking four strokes off the lead because he just he just choked and for a guy who plays so emotional and with it with it all out on the sleeve and like that, like I I I don't want to take the risk that I don't like I just did not like what I saw. I can't well here, I'll 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 put I'll put a little medicine on that wound for you and make it feel better. He's also fifty-six or fifty-second in strokes gained around the green. And mm-hmm. if you're gonna pay that much money and eat that much chalk, I need a little I need a little leaner a little more uh, not a little leaner number line, a little lower overall average there for my top three. So good. Yeah. We're we're agreed on passing on Tyrrell, but I love that uh Colin's gonna have a good time with his buddies out there. You go get him, Colin. So yeah, like another Colin funny thing from Morikawa. Another funny thing from Morikawa, they were talking about the whole open British open. Don't call it the british open what do you call it he's like which by the way i forget what year did that change like i know it's in the last 10 years had it wasn't it no it depends on who you ask because like, like, always been i still call it the british open sometimes like yeah, i, I, on, I, I use both and they do it it's fine i don't care it's it's they they deserve it um colonialism they uh no just kidding we're gonna get <laughs> fucking canceled I loved his answer, which was people. Some people call it the British Open. People obviously prefer the Open Championship, whatever. He's like, but when you win it, you call it whatever the hell you want, which I thought was kind of a baller move. He he's going to be an interesting guy to watch this week because he does not rank out well in my model, but he should. He's the he is probably one of the best ball strikers uh, on tour, and he's just not having. Yeah, and he's he hasn't been having he hasn't been having great performances, but. Second at the Rocket Mortgage, 14th at the US Open. Uh, he's gaining 6.8 strokes on the field right now, you know, in the last five. But not a lot of that is coming from his putting in his short game. And that's why for me, I'm out. So so I putting is the only reason why he ranks even as far back as 17th in my model, because every other key set I have, yeah. he's he's crushing it in. Yeah, um, you, and like you, you said, his ball striking is elite. Um, so if I were, so here's what I'm going to say, because because of the similar price and similar ownership, uh, 
and I think people will be faced with this decision when they're making their lineups uh, between Colin Morikawa and and Tyrrell Hatton. I'm taking Morikawa over Hatton, even though even though Hatton ranks out higher in my model. I'm taking. I just like I said, the eye test. I'm out on Hatton this week completely. I think that's. I think that's too judgmental, and you're and you think and you. I think you're putting too much stock in Tyrrell's mental state and not enough faith in the fact that he's just. Yeah, he he had a little bit of an implosion, but he's been playing so well that upstairs he's fine. He is a. But I'm also putting guy. stock in what you already alluded to, and that Collins already feeling really comfortable about this week. He's feeling comfortable about who he's playing with for the first. Comfortable, schmumfortable. He's 114th in strokes gained putting. No, you don't. You you know no soup. Where for are you? you he's ninety. He's ninety second on my model in strokes gained putting. Still still low, but uh, I'm surprised that we have different, different weights somehow. Different uh, oh, different weights, different weights. That, the, that um, would do, yeah. I don't know if that does it or not. I'm just putting. No, that I out think there. that but I think that would. Either but, way, but bottom line, def- the, the, hold on. I just love that you're defending it by saying he's 94th in your model. No, I, I know that's not a defense. That's just I. That was I more of me. I was uncharacteristic. Had a different number. That's all. He's gonna come back. I don't think it's gonna be at a at an Open Championship. This kind of skid it, it reeks of a of an RBC Heritage or like a like Wells Fargo for 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 that type of win for him to snap out of it. Watch, he's gonna go off and shoot like. 62. No, hey, that's that's fine. I get that because regardless, no matter what, I'm not gonna probably play either one of them because I already told you the guy smack dab in the middle of them at 9500 Matthew Fitzpatrick at 4.8 project percent projected ownership is who i'm going to there anyways yeah so it I'm, really I'm, doesn't matter it's splitting I'm, hairs splitting hairs for a potential winner i just like arguing with you i'm flirting with uh fitzy <laughs> now too all right 8k <clears throat> tough to not give this guy a look he's third in my model 8700 he won the freaking u.s open he's yep. not playing terrible and at only 11 percent for Bing, Bing, Wyndham Clark. Bing, keep it going. He, Ring the bell. Yeah, Wyndham Clark, come on down. You got a seat next to me riding shotgun on this bus. And then I'm just going to go ahead and bookend it by because we already alluded to him earlier. I like Justin Rose at 8K. Yes. Um, yeah, Scottish Open, US Open, missed cuts, but he won at Pebble earlier this year, which again is the only Lynx ish type course that they play. Uh, you know, home soil. And it's not even that won at Pebble just this year. He he consistently plays well at Pebble, which just once again it tells you he's, he's English. Consistent, he's consistent in this style of course, and he's English. Like yes, of course. Yeah, so he like, won the amateur when he was younger. He yeah. you know he, he was he was he was actually there was talk of like is this going to be the next Tiger? You know they said that about 50, right, yeah, 50 times. Yeah. Uh, but no, I like Justin Rose, 8K, and that's going to free up some cash, maybe a little bit of room. But Wyndham Clark and Justin Rose, 87, 8,000. Now, sandwiched in between, I'm passing on Justin Thomas just because the form's yeah, not been not, there. Not he's like another, Justin Thomas. He's right like, now. yeah, he's like Colin Morikawa for me, where would I be shocked if all of a sudden something clicked? No, but I'm not banking. Not. I'm not banking on it. I love Sam Burns personally. But he ranks low in my model, so I'm just gonna yes. trust the numbers. Max Homa has, has uh, I he's, think he's, he's, it. he's on his way out of the hole, but he's yeah. not quite there. He he found himself in a bit of a hole earlier this season, and he's 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 on the rise. But I'm not ready to play him yet. I agree with you there. And then Sung J M at 8300. He's 13th in my model, and I like that yeah. leverage. But he's got he missed the cut last week at the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship this year. It seems to me when the lights get bright, he you know he doesn't do so well. Yeah, and he it feels like he just he plays a bit too cautious for the style, of course, as well. In my opinion, yep. 
And Tony Finau will win an open championship, but he's he, again, point, yeah. he's he's got the column, he's got the Morikawas where uh, he's just not putting right now, and for so, whatever reason. So I was actually kind of shocked when I saw that Tony Finau is still in the top 10 of FedEx Cup points right now. I think he's like eight or something like that. He's like eight or nine, something like that. He's, I was funny. a little surprised because he felt he like he was he was hanging around, sticking around, being very relevant first half of the season. But the last couple of months, he's kind of disappeared. And how quickly we move on because he won twice, you know, last fall you know, I know. to come out of this little slump. And um, I hope he gets it together because also I like him on the Ryder Cup, but not if he's not playing well. Kind of like I JT. just like him in general. Like he's yeah. one of my favorite players in general. So. And if you haven't seen the episode of Full Swing that features him, you can't you can't you can't watch that and not like the guy. Um, And if you if you still watch it and you don't like him, then I don't know if you have a soul. Uh, So the AK range, I mean, I think I think there's honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't think there's reasons to play any of those guys in the middle there. Uh, I do think you stick to the bookends. I wouldn't even be, you know, don't turn your nose up at Hideki. You know, Major Hideki, he shows so I'm up. Glad you, I'm glad you brought him up because for me, it's really the putting is the only thing that brings me up question for him. But other yep. than that, he ranks that's up great exactly, for me. That's exactly – he's another kind of female where – and that's probably why they're down in the 8K range, Hideki Matsuyama for But he's a while also under 8, under 8% projected ownership is also a pretty good steal for Hideki at a major. But uh, don't sleep on Bryson. Remember these live guys? Yeah. He and he's been toying with. I think he won recently, or he he was he, you know he lost to Brooksy or somebody like that on the last hole. I don't fucking know. But I think he Bryson, lost to Taylor. I think it was Taylor Gooch actually. He lost because Taylor Gooch has been winning a lot on live right now. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Taylor Gooch because we'll we'll move right. Double segue because Bryson don't yeah, sleep on for me Bryson. to sum up for me quickly just because for me to sum up the AK range we the three guys you mentioned Hideki, Wyndham and uh, Wyndham Clark and Justin Rose. We have the exact same AK range, so we're going to move right on past into the seven. Now, real quick, hold on, just to make it fun, Wyndham Clark or Justin Rose, who do you think is actually going to perform better? Uh, oh, who do I th- So all the numbers tell me that Wyndham Clark is going to perform better. Wyndham Clark ranks out fourth in my model. Rose is 10th. So they're not far off, but top five, top 10. It is, it is a difference. Uh, but part of me, what my numbers do not factor in is that comfortability and experience level that Justin Rose has. Comfortability? Comfortability. Comfortability. There you go. Comfortability. Did I say comfortability? Is that what I said? Yeah, which almost sounds like a used mattress store. <laughs> it does, you know. Comfortability <laughs> of Justin Rose. So I, I'm going to go against the numbers here and bring in a little real life All and right, say so Justin still, Rose we has still- we still agree. I was going to see if you wanted a side bet and take Wyndham Clark because I would I'd be leaning on and actually I probably will give more love to Justin Rose and more lineups because of what you just said. Wyndham Clark, yeah, you just want a U.S. Open, yada yada yada. But this I'm is going to be both of them in DFS for sure. They're both around the same ownership. Yeah. Uh, Justin Rose is seven hundred dollars less, which is fantastic. So. Yeah. So 7K is, is there's always juice in the 7K, especially at a major, mm-hmm. because we just have 150 of the best players in the world and John Daly. Uh, yes. No, I'm just kidding. He's just, I, I love to see that the old guy's <laughs> going to be out there uh, doing it this week. So I know, right? uh, the game is better with John Daly around. But in the 7K range, I've got a couple of guys I have my eye on. And you mentioned one of them just a second ago, Taylor Gooch. He's a winner. Yep. I mean, he's won like four times on Live. The guy's on fire. Yeah, and don't I let do, the numbers fool you. These live guys, their numbers are skewed. Just exactly. That. So Taylor, Gu- Taylor Gooch is a winner. 
Uh, and I do think strokes gained home life. There's a little chip on the shoulder being a live guy out there this week. Cameron Smith did a masterful mm-hmm. job of kind of keeping it between the lanes. Uh, when he was asked about live a couple of times, he didn't say much, you know, just kind of like, Oh yeah, you know, life's good. We move on, blah, blah, blah. Things are when yep. nobody knows what's, what's coming next, but it's, a, you know, whatever comes is exciting. So I like Taylor Gooch uh, and then 7,300, the guy has been trending and he puts, he's probably mm. the put, best putter on tour actively. Uh, Denny McCarthy. Yes. Uh, first and strokes game putting ring the bell. Ding, ding, and ding, so baby. Those are my two. Now, again, rock I, and roll. You said it again, you son of a bitch. Jason Day ranks fourth in my model, but I think he's been a little oh, wild. That's interesting. He ranks there's, 61st in mine. There's big, you know, there's big names like Minwoo Lee, Keegan Bradley. Joaquin Neiman ranks top 20 in my model. And again, he's another live guy who's a ball striker and he doesn't hit it too high. So that bodes well for, yeah. for this place. Um, Minwoo Min Lee is an interesting interesting possibility right now because he's he's been having fairly good and consistent results uh the thing that's keeping him down in my model is a strokes gain approach is he ranks out terribly in that um yeah his ball striking is 112 which is but it, but it, from from what i've been seeing and him and in the public guy and the media, yeah he, yeah he seems to be in this this comfort zone right now of of confidence and and like contentness and like, I don't know, like minimal Lee just seems like he could be a sneaky play this week, especially for under 9% projected ownership. I want a t-shirt that has a caricature of a panda bear eating a bag of Doritos that says, <laughs> what the hell did you just say? I don't even Comf- know what I just said. Comfort zone of confidence. <laughs> yes. Comfort That's zone of confidence. Comfort zone of confidence. <laughs> and just this panda Let's bear smiling, it. laughing, looking all stony eyed, <clears throat> eating Doritos. That's right, going to so be our next shirt. Recap, our next dividends and pivot shirt, guys. For it. me, for me, which by the way, thanks. Shouts again, Mahler Bros. This thing's got some yardage. Um, Taylor Gooch for me at 7,800. Denny McCarthy at 7,300. Who do you have starred in your 7K range for us? So I have both of those guys starred. I love oh, them. The, the other two that I have starred, actually, the other three that I have starred at the 7K range. I mentioned them earlier. Uh, I'm going to rapid fire these guys right now. Keegan Bradley, 7,600 under 7% ownership. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, Brian Harmon at 7,300. Um, I'm so I'm actually kind of a little surprised that he's pushing 12% ownership, but uh, people He's are seeing what i'm seeing well. so like it's i get You've it been on brian Harmon for a few weeks yes i have been so I'm, I'm willing to play him there at that ownership fine i'll do that uh the other guy that ranks out really well for me who's been playing well in these smaller tournaments doesn't have any open championship experience but adam shank 7200 less than six yep. percent ownership you've gotten some mileage he, out of him he just seemed yes i've, I've brought him up before but he he one at number one in par threes, fourth strokes gained approach, 18th in putting. Uh, he seems like a guy who could be on that come Sunday or on that like second page of the leaderboard. Like, I don't expect him to win, I don't expect him to make a run at winning, but I expect him to make the cut. There you go, and Fair I expect enough. him to be somewhere around that second page of the leaderboard on Sunday. So those are my guys. Like I said, I agree with the ones you mentioned in the seven K range. Those are my my additions to the seven K range. But you think you think he'll be in the top seventy come come the weekend? That's fine. I Real do. quick, and I'll I'll give it to you first. I've got one guy in the six K range that I've highlighted because I'm I going only have to play one him. Too. Who who is yours? You go first. Mine's Emiliano Grillo. Okay, uh, I like that. I, I called and, and I called him out once so far this year, and he crushed. 
Uh, so we're going to ride that. He pops my model again this week. He's number 12 in my model, 6,600 under 6% ownership, 20 of 27 cuts made. Uh, yeah. Emiliano Grillo. Come on uh, down to the comfort zone of confidence with Andrew. We got it. We're we're getting that shirt made up. I love (laughs) the image, the image of a panda bear eating a bag of Doritos with that is that has to happen. Watching golf, watching golf on TV. For me, real quick. in the 6K range, 20th in my model, 6,900. Louis Oosthuizen, Louis runner-up, come on down. Fourth in London on the, in the last live event. And he also, yep. uh, he's finished up a ton in majors, so he knows how to play in these things. T3 when it was here in 2014. Louis is in the comfort zone of confidence as well. The com- oh, I fucking love the comfort zone of confidence. <laughs> you know, wait, okay, we're going to find a way to make, that's going to not only be a t-shirt, that's going to be like a segment on this show. It's, it's going to become a part of... Well, you know, no, it's going to be in the intro. Welcome to the divots and pivots, the comfort zone of confidence. Like it's yeah. something we're going to figure it. Out. I love it. Good God. And I didn't even realize what I said until you found it so interesting. And then I was like, fuck, that does sound cool, doesn't it? <laughs> it's it's a poetic way of saying strokes gained home life. Will, uh, <laughs> are you going to actually be able to watch live when, when this thing, you know, 4 a.m.? I sure fucking am. I can tell you that. I'll be waking up. Oh, I'll be up. Best part of waking I don't have the kids this weekend either, so this is going to be a, a full golf weekend for me. Silver linings of divorce. Uh, uh, yeah, best part of waking up is <laughs> that's a whole different fucking podcast. It's a whole different story. Let's not get into that live on the air. <laughs> since you brought up, since you brought up, like, all right. Um, they're talking about boy Ricky right now. I'm pumped. You're pumped. And uh, thank you to everybody tuning in and chiming in with the love. If you listen to anything, uh, make sure that you don't listen to Andrew. I mean, fair enough. Uh, Bud did put a whooping on me this past weekend. I've had two bad weeks in a row on DFS, and, and Bud is uh, – I have to actually do the addition, the, the math. We'll get, a, se- we'll get a season update next week. Yeah, we, next week we're going to do a season update because it's been a few weeks since I've done one. So, uh, But I'm pretty sure after the last two weeks – uh, Bud has crept up, and uh, where I, I would suspect we're pretty freaking even right now for the season. So that's just the way we like it. We want it to be close. Uh, I will be Don't hitting the link. I, I will be hitting the links this Saturday, playing he with my well. dad and, and, and two other guys. So uh, it's been a few weeks since I've been out. I'll keep you updated on that. I'm just gonna be playing a quick nine because it's scattered storms all day. I'm gonna squeeze it in, see what happens. And if you're really looking for some uh, gambling options, there all there is the Barracuda going on. You know the opposite field event, for yes. the folks. So I mean, you've got you got my boy Akshay out there. You've got you know you got some names on there that you can have some fun with. David Lipsky, you know I love me some Lipsky. He's plus yeah. Six. It's not a bad field considering the guys who have been popping this year. Yeah, Joel Damon's out there. Adam Long. So I mean, we got that's the best. I think that's the best part about this major. In I do want to ask is 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 Sergio? Oh no, he's not. Never mind, dude. Uh, you love <laughs> relishing. No, I'm just kidding. So do I. Uh, he deserves it. He brought it upon himself. I love that he, he came fucking out recently, does. So he, you know, but he he got a, he he gained a friend again with Rory, who understands. I, I saw that, and, how, and you know what? How we completely went through this entire show and didn't even mention Rory's comments about live. Did you did you catch those in the past couple of days about where he said if uh, <laughs> I'd, re- I'd retire. If, if, yeah, if it, was it, the it was only place, place on earth for me to play professional golf. I'm retiring. Yeah. It's just they go, they, mean, any anybody who thought that he might actually have been entertaining the idea of owning a live golf team, uh, no. 
Well, come on. It's, it's also called negotiations. You, you start with, you ask for the impossible to see what sure. is possible. Oh, I, uh, I did see that. I thought it was funny. And I think that, I, th I that, just laughed. I didn't give it too much attention. I just laughed at it. I think it's, I think it's funny because I think Rory, you know, obviously I don't know the, oh, any way to quantify it or to capture it, but obviously the role he played throughout that whole battle took a toll on his, his performance. I think so and too. And all of a sudden this thing gets announced he, you know, he plays the U.S. Open, and then all, and, and all of a sudden, we just see him chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and then he wins he's, last. He's got week. his focus back, obviously, with a win this past week. He he's can just go out and play back. golf. I saw, I, I saw Dan Rappaport put it into a good perspective over over at Barstool on uh, Foreplay, and in one of his quick little clips, he just said, "It, it's almost like he finally realized I'm a golfer." Uh, I'm, you know, the, all this other shit. This is, you know, the people, the decision makers, the businessmen, women who, mm -hmm. you know, they, the, the brains of this. Also, this deal was done without him. And it was almost like, oh, okay. I'll yeah. just, I guess I'll just go back to doing I'll just my go thing. back to being a golfer or, you know, a right. personal contractor or whatever, whatever they yeah. can, they're considered. By the way, uh, did you happen to catch uh, your, your girl, uh, Paige Sporanic, on the Bob Does, Bob Does Sports uh, YouTube channel? I just she saw was, the clip where she where she banked it off the off the pin on like the first or second hole on her. Approach. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, yeah, that was is good episode. Go check it out on YouTube. Bob does sports. Uh, it's a fantastic episode. A lot of fun. I thought you were going to ask if I saw Nelly Cordo take home the Aramco Team Series win in uh, over there over there across the pond at uh, the Centurion. You, you, you which think was I know enough about all that stuff going on at, at once? Then you are giving me so much respect, my dude. That's the well. That's that. That's the uh, <laughs> the Aramco Series has been sponsored by the PIF for a number of years, and not once did what not, right like and so right so. That's why it's always kind of cheeky. You know, we didn't mind it when the money was going there, but now when it's kind of invading this place, <laughs> listen, the money's not invading anything. Golf is woke. Absolutely. Not, not sure how to take that comment. And it just says Facebook user. Love it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Appreciate it. The, uh, <laughs> no, but the PIF. So they, so, so I think the point being is, we went this entire episode without mentioning live other than the fact that there's some live golfers that are flying Might under the radar the in our time. models oh, wow. because well, we'll also live is dying. Come on. It, it served its purpose. Oh. Greg it's getting fired. It's going away, but the, we love you Flanders. Okay. Okay. The, this comment but, also makes so much more sense now, <laughs> but the team Aramco's or the Aramco team series and the Aramco series in general in women's golf has been that first injection into golf. And it's going to, yeah. it's going to do similar things over in the PGA tour. I do think we'll see this like maybe side series that gets introduced, maybe a global series that yeah, is financially sponsored by the PIF, but it's just part of the PGA tour now. And it becomes more global game because you do have the DP world tour, the Asian tour, all these other tours out there. And so maybe I think the fear there is then all of a sudden, does that money in those, those events become rivals of the majors? No. Because we're talking 150 some. This is the 151st Open. I mean, this thing. Yeah. I saw. I saw somebody telling the stories like, the first one. The first one they were deciding to play the first one before Abe Lincoln was even elected president. Like, put that in perspective. How long this tournament's been going on? Yeah. And it's going to continue to hold that kind of tradition every year it goes on. Doesn't mean that other things won't happen. But these four weeks out of the year, I think are going to remain sacred. I don't think the Saudis are taking over golf. I think no, they are. They are. They are they're taking over a portion of golf. Yeah, it's the, the American it, it, if professional. You, if you're going to get one thing out of what this merger is, it's it's simple. It's it, 
they oh, have invest. They've made a business decision and invested in golf. That's what it is. You can make sure. I get the yeah. arguments of whitewashing, sport washing, whatever the fuck you want to call it, whatever. Sport washing, but in the end, the in the end, they are acting as a business entity, making a business decision, and in the end. We don't like the product of live. We've said that it's not for us. We are more traditional golf yeah, style the watchers. Team shit work so well. like I'm separating PIF from live because I don't, we both agree live isn't going to last because live isn't, I don't want to say it's not golf. That seems too far, but it's not the golf that we like. Um, but they're not taking over golf. They're not going to change golf for anything that golf wasn't already going to change by themselves. It's sped it up. But that's it. it this, these changes were coming in golf anyways. That it just sped it up, and the golf game and the golf community now just has more money. That would be known as a catalyst in the lab. So, But my yes. boy Akshay Batia, he, or Batia, I, can't, I always fuck it up, tees off 11.35 on Thursday, which will be wonderful. I'll be you know elbow deep in coverage. I'll have multiple screens going, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So happy open yeah. week to you, sir. Yes, happy open week to you. That's going to do it for us here on this Tuesday of Divots and Pivots. And, yes, I said the last uh, part of that title right instead of Pizzits. Uh Divots and Pivots every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Next week we'll be back here recapping how we did on the Open Championship. We will also give you a season score update on our DFS battle back and forth. Like I said, I do think that we are going to be quite close. We'll see how this week goes, though. But we seem to be on the same wavelength this re- this week, so I think we're going to be playing some of the same guys. Uh, but tune in, check us out. Uh, Plus Money Golf guys are going to be coming to you next, either at nine thirty or ten o'clock. I never fucking know, but they are going to be there at some point. Stay tuned for them. They're going to get you all the betting knowledge you need. And we are going to see you next week, every Tuesday eight o'clock. Thank you. We love you. Have a great night. 